Spartan fans, for your small but mighty Spartan fans, Michigan State Athletics is proud to offer the 2023 Junior Spartans Kids Club, offering unique and fun opportunities throughout the entire year. Memberships are limited, so get yours while you can. Register your child today by visiting msuspartans.com backslash junior spartans. Want to welcome in a good friend, Ryan Field. Uh, he's about as green as it gets. And uh, he did a great job here in Lansing, in Detroit, in L.A., now in New York with WABC, the number one affiliate in the country. And he knows what's happening two weeks from tonight with Michigan State football. You ready for some football, Ryan? I wish I could be there to stripe the stadium, Jack. Under the lights, Friday night, holiday weekend. Man, I might have to, uh, I might have to try to fly in for that game. It's going to be a good time. Well, hey, uh, you got enough things to think about in New York with the Yankees. Uh, are they under 500 or are they back to 500? They, they are they are a game under 500. It's Ouch. the uh, they haven't been under 500 this late in the season since they recalled Derek Jeter from the minors back in 1995. So we wow. are uh, we are in uncharted territory, if you will, uh, in the sense that it's been a long time. They haven't finished a season under 500 uh, in 31 years. So uh, it's been a very uh, bizarre and disappointing baseball season here in New York because we thought we were going to be having a Subway World Series with the Mets and Yankees, or at least a strong possibility of that. Yeah. And now, and now you have a very strong possibility <laughs> of both teams finishing in last place in their divisions. So uh, it has certainly gone south, and I can promise you the folks here in town have already – uh, turn their attention to the football season that's about to begin here with the Jets and Giants. Yeah, and uh, would you say that the Giants a uh, little bit of an edge on the Jets in terms of popularity in the New York area? Yeah, I'd say it's probably 60-40, maybe 65-35, just because, you know, the Giants have been to five Super Bowls, the Jets sure. have been to one, uh, the Giants have definitely have a, a better history of winning, a uh, stronger foundation, if you will, uh, one of the original franchises, so they definitely have more of an old-school fan base that has been bred for generations, um, and they're used to winning, and frankly, they haven't done a lot of that up until last year, uh, here in recent years, when they finally went into Minnesota and won a playoff game, so it had been quite some time since that had happened, and you know, now the, the thought is they might be able to take another step this year. Uh, behind right. Daniel Jones, who they gave that big contract to. But, of course, uh, a lot of the talk here in town is revolving around the Jets with hard knocks and all that other yeah. stuff that's going on. So Yeah. Um, we, we saw the Lions last year with hard knocks, and maybe uh, that show will do for the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 what it did for the Lions. And I would say, Ryan, the Jets might be the only team in the NFL with more fan excitement and more of a buzz than the Lions, it's hard to imagine around here that any team uh, could have more preseason euphoria than the Lions are producing. But uh, with Aaron Rodgers, with the two rookies of the year last year, uh, you know, you, you talk about offense and defense. They had them both covered. And now they just say, well, we'll just bring in Dalvin Cook. So uh, I, I would think the excitement for the Jets is as high as it's been in forever. Yeah, and, and the, the excitement is definitely palpable. There's no doubt about that. I think there is a concern, and those of you that have watched Hard Knocks 
uh, are well aware of the concerns yeah. around the offensive line, uh, which if you can't protect Aaron Rodgers, this thing is not going to take off like they hope it will. So I know they've had some injuries on the offensive line. Mekhi Becton has been, uh, frankly, underperforming since he got drafted. So they're hoping yeah. he can kind of come around this year. But, uh, look, as you're experiencing here in Metro Detroit, the greater Lansing area, mid-Michigan, if you will, I mean, the Lions haven't been good. Uh, (laughs) Take your pick. It's been a long time. So, same thing here with the Jets. So, to have two teams that are notoriously, you don't want to say downtrodden, at least not with the Jets, but uh, to have, you know, this excitement here in the preseason, uh, talking about uncharted territory is kind of where we're at now with the Jets and the Lions. So watching the Lions from afar and watching the Jets here from up close, it's been uh, certainly exciting. And as I alluded to before, given how the baseball season has gone uh, here in New York, it's only added to the buildup and the excitement of football season, which in a lot of people's minds can't come soon enough. And, and how um, – I don't even know if, what the exact word would be, but for the Jets to kick off the season on Monday Night Football on September 11th uh, in what promises to be an emotionally charged atmosphere uh, here in, in, the, in the New York area and to take on the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they're saying this is one of the biggest games in Jets franchise history to yeah. kick off the season here on September 11th. So uh, coming into this thing with a bang, and uh, they're hoping to go out with a bang. There's no doubt about that. Ryan, I was saying the other day that uh, the dream Super Bowl, when it finally happens for Detroit, uh, might have been in my lifetime. I, I hope it is in yours. But when uh, the Lions get there, if they play the Cleveland Browns, you've got the two teams that have never been there. Historically, you go way back and they were so dominant. And then, you know, they've only had a 50-year slump. Uh, but if, if it's the Lions and the Jets – could you imagine two more euphoric fan bases? You really couldn't, and it kind of just speaks to what we were just talking about, how two fan bases that haven't had much to celebrate. I mean, look, you know, I have to remind a lot of Jets fans around the office what it's really like to be rooting for a losing franchise because at least the Jets made it to a couple of AFC championship games under Rex Ryan with Mark Sanchez, and uh, they, they sniffed the Super Bowl. I mean, the Lions have won one playoff game since 1957, and the people don't quite – they can't really quite wrap their head around that uh, when you talk about so many years of ineptitude and, and really not having any hope uh, as a fan base, as a franchise. Um, but for Jets fans, I mean, they haven't won the Super Bowl since Joe Namath. And the Lions have never won it. So what a story that would be to have two fantastic football towns uh, meet in Las Vegas at the Super Bowl. Uh, If that were to happen, I promise you, Jack, I would be there. (laughs) Yeah, I've actually talked to people, Ryan, who said uh, they're going to be at the Lions Super Bowl. I said, well, you know, what if it's uh, $5,000 a ticket? What what if it costs you fifty grand to do this? I said, Sign me up. It's my bucket list. I can't take the money with me. Uh, right. You know, they're going to bury me with paper. It won't matter. They're going to be at this game. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is something that may never happen again if it were to happen. So right. uh, I, I can't blame people for having that mindset. And it's one of those things that uh, if and when the time comes, we would all be checking to see if hell's freezing over, of course. Um, but hopefully uh, – 
that wouldn't be the case. But, I mean, it's just so odd, in, and I'm sure you've spoken about this on your show, that anytime you turn on NFL Network or the NFL coverage on ESPN, I mean, they're talking about the Lions left and right. I mean, this has just never yeah, happened yeah. before. And, right. you know, during when they during the quote-unquote heyday in the early to mid-90s, there was no social media. So to see them be in the buzz on Twitter and all this stuff, it's just, it's just really hard to believe, especially given the fact that they still – uh, you know, didn't make the playoffs last year. They won eight of their last ten. Uh, you know, and, and frankly, just how quickly this whole narrative has turned around is really, really remarkable. Our guest, Ryan Field, cut his teeth at Michigan State and Lansing Television, then on to Fox 2, on to Fox Sports Detroit, on to FS1, now WABC, and he's not done yet. Uh, Ryan, when you th- you think about uh, all the things you have seen, which are you going to see first? The Lions win a playoff game or Miguel Cabrera hit another home run? <laughs> well, uh, considering Miguel's going to be retiring here at the end of uh, September, I think the Lions can't even win a playoff game until January. So I would say right, right. the better chance. He's got 42 be, uh, games to do it. Can it do would it? be Miguel Cabrera hitting a home run. Yeah, and listen – you know, he's actually not been that bad here the second half of the yeah. season. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's been very respectable for a guy his age, uh, and I think a lot of people thought he was just going to be a total uh, waste of space right. in the lineup, but he's proven to be anything but, and that's just a testament to his greatness uh, and a guy who will definitely be missing that clubhouse. Um, and frankly, I think he's a guy that the city of Detroit, if we're being honest, is kind of taken for granted given the fact that he's one of the greatest players of all time uh, because he doesn't like the spotlight, doesn't like to do interviews. You're not seeing him in commercials. So, you know, he's a very unassuming superstar. But this guy, we've had the privilege of watching him since, you know, the late 2000, 2008, I think was his first season. Um, And it's, you know, you think about what we've witnessed from the Triple Crown to – you know the World Series appearance to some some big playoff games. I mean, it's 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 you know what this guy has uh, what the guy has done for that franchise is is pretty remarkable. And the fact that you know I think a lot of people kind of take it for granted because, like I said, he's so unassuming is is rather unfortunate. Right. But we'll definitely uh, give him a proper send off here at the end of uh, next month into early October when the season ends, and uh, he'll get all the flowers he deserves and. <laughs> Off into the sunset he goes, but it, it's uh, one of the one of the greatest careers of all time, and what a pleasure that we had a chance to watch him and cover him right there in Detroit. You know, the other night, Ryan, when he uh, did put the barrel on the ball and he hit it 430 feet for his second home run of the year, I said, well, you know, if you think about it, he has a bum leg. He has no push, no drive. He's just trying to make contact, and and he's doing a pretty good job of that. Uh, so I get the lack of home runs, but 20 RBI, 20 for the season. And then the guy I'm talking to said, well, how do you expect him to drive in Javi Baez when Baez has already walked back to the dugout after a strikeout? Can't drive yeah. it himself, right? Right. And, you know, Jim Leland used to 
make a point about RBI, and a lot of people feel like that's an yeah. overrated stat, as your uh, friend alluded to. You know, what's he going to do if these guys aren't on base? But, you know, right. those years when Miguel Cabrera was driving in triple-digit runs, you know, Leland would argue, you know, isn't this the whole point of the game to bring runs home? And this guy is one of the best to ever do it. And, uh, you know, Leland being the old school guy that he was uh, did not appreciate these new age stat guys trying to downplay the importance of the RBI. I mean, yeah, you can only uh, knock guys in if they're on base in front of you, but you still got to knock them in when they are. And this guy did it better than most people ever did. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, but look at the big picture with the Tigers. I mean, they definitely have a nice nucleus with Riley Green and Torkelson and Kerry Carpenter and some of the young pitchers that they have, you can definitely see this kind of uh, nucleus kind of coming together and being the foundation for what uh, will hopefully be some postseason runs here in the near future. Ryan, you mentioned Jim Leland, and uh, I, I smile when I think about this because I spent most of 2006 down at Comerica Park uh, doing a book, Tales from Detroit Tigers Dugout, and I think you saw Jim Leland eat more postgame meals <laughs> than anyone and some of them wound up you know it's spraying all over people but yeah uh, i'm still picking pieces of salad off my <laughs> dress shirt jack maybe some dressing on some old ties from him uh, spewing sometimes nonsense uh, after the game after a bad tigers loss there was there was no worse feeling i mean my buddies still like to give me grief about that you know going into the clubhouse and uh, after a bad <laughs> loss and extra innings and it's just me and him one-on-one and, and, and his hands are shaking as he's cutting into his steak dinner, and you just know he's ready to explode. And uh, you talk about being the sacrificial lamb. They would send me in there, and that was not a great position to be in, my friend. I can promise you that. Uh, it was great television, and you survived it. And, uh, you know, there were days I said, mm, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be Ryan tonight. And, you yeah. Know, and, yeah, you got to it. Pretty much yeah. it. I want to talk for a minute about the Detroit Pistons, another organization that you know as well as anyone. And uh, they have their schedule released now, so we have an idea of who they're going to play. But in terms of how they're going to play, what is a successful season for this team? I think number one is just staying healthy. More, most importantly, that Kate Cunningham has a healthy and productive season because they need to kind of watch him grow and it sucks that they basically lost a whole year of his development um but basically if anybody's paying attention to what's going on with the usa team and the select team and and you know he's basically been one of the top three players on the court uh, every time he steps on the floor so that's uh you know that's a positive sign for the pistons and somebody had wrote about this the other day and it was a great point that it's almost like he's kind of the forgotten guy around the league yeah. at least in terms of fans, because, you know, they didn't make the playoffs his first year. They had a really down season. Uh, he really came on in the second half of his rookie season, played right. well out of the shoot his sophomore season, and then, boom, in, you know, early no- or late November, he's out for the year. And, you know, you forget that this guy was the number one overall pick, and there's a reason for that. And he's added some weight, uh, and you just watch him, the way he controls the game when he's on the floor – um, you know, very uh, Luka Doncic-esque uh, in the sense that he just kind of lets the game come to him and it never never gets too fast for him. And uh, it's going to be very fascinating to watch his development. So I think that's key number one for the Pistons. they got to figure out what they're going to do with Killian Hayes. 
you know, right. obviously the rookies look good for initial impressions. So, you know, if they can sniff the play-in tournament and get a chance to, uh, you know, maybe get in as a 9-10 seed and taste the playoffs, I think that would be great. But once again, they're, they're dealt like one of the hardest schedules in the NBA, as they seem to be every year, the most back-to-backs, uh, playing, team, playing the most teams and the most amount of rest of any team in the league. So the league never seems to do them any favors. Uh, very few national TV games, if any. Um, yeah. So it's a little bit disappointing in that regard. But, uh, you know, until they start making some headway, winning some games, and win a playoff series, they're not going to get the attention around the league, and they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt from the NBA scheduling people. So uh, they're kind of, uh, they've kind of made their own bed here as a franchise for the last uh, over many years since they last won a playoff game in 2008. So, um, you know, it's, it's been unfortunate to see one of the proud – storied franchises in the NBA get to this point, but you just got to hope that better days are ahead and you finally can see the light at the end of the tunnel with some of these young players that they have on board now. And I like the hire of Monty Williams. I love Troy Weaver in the front office. Gorris seems to really have taken a step as an owner in terms of growth and the understanding of what he needs to have for an NBA franchise to be successful. So uh, all signs point to them pointing uh, finally in the right direction here, Jack, and let's hope that ends up being the case. Last thing for you very quickly here, Ryan. Uh, know how closely you follow Big Ten football and uh, how much attention you pay to Michigan State. What would be a satisfying season? Obviously, you'd love to have a championship. But if yeah, Michigan I mean, State could win seven games and get a big upset along the way over one of these top ten teams, yeah, would you see progress? I, I would, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting, and I was curious to actually get your take when Tucker came out and said that this was the most talented roster top to yeah. bottom he's had in now his fourth year. Um, I don't think he has any reason to lie about that because um, I know he's been very honest about the state of the roster before. So yeah. the fact that he come out comes out and says that top to bottom, uh, I think a lot of people are you know, still a little shell-shocked with the, uh, the, the two big transfers that left on the same yeah. day. Um, but I think they're definitely deeper than they are, especially defensively, offensive line. They have some good depth now, finally. Right. Um, so I think, I think the ceiling is eight wins, I would say. I'd be happy with seven. I mean, look, they won five last year, and if they had a kicking game of any sort, they probably would have yeah. won two more. So yeah. as bad as it was last year, they still could have won seven games. So I think people, I think people forget that. Um, so yeah. we'll, see, uh, we'll see how things play out. Uh, I, I, I expect him to be much better defensively, and, and hopefully uh, Noah Kim, if he ends up being the guy, um, can run the offense, and hey, maybe we make some headway here this year. We'll see. Yeah, and I agree with you. Uh, top to bottom, I think the bottom is going to be much higher, be a much higher floor. Uh, the back half of the roster is better than Michigan State's had in a long time. question is they don't have the top high-end first-round difference maker right. guys then and that's that's what has to develop well but Ryan, you know that, what tucker tucker is doing yeah, on ahead. a national he's, he's recruiting nationally yeah. like no spartan coach before him so you got to be happy with that ryan thanks so much appreciate it uh we'll let you get back to hard knocks <laughs> always a pleasure jack take care to everyone who believes family is what mealtime is all about, let our guest Amy share what she loves about Culver's. From the moment my family walked in, we knew Culver's was the place Hi, for us. The There's just something nice about a cooked-to-order butter burger and creamy, fresh frozen custard that tastes like it was made just for you. But time with family? Now that's what's really special. Stop in and experience what mealtime means at Culver's. From, From Wisconsin, Wisconsin with, with love, love, welcome to delicious. 
Hey, Spartan fans. When you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. Time for a career change? Looking to make a difference? Dean Transportation is looking for compassionate people to join our dedicated team of school bus professionals. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased starting pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours, and more, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now and train all summer. Head to DeanJobs.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Jack Epling with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, I see that the lots are filling up and showroom is too. Yes, finally. Lots are getting full. We're ready to sell some cars, Jack. And you got some new vehicles, some news about the Silverado and the Colorado. That's exactly right. We have the all-new, completely redesigned 2024 three-quarter ton Silverado. And then we also have the all-new, completely redesigned Colorado. Both fantastic vehicles. We're really excited. And then on the Nissan side, we've got the all-electric Aria, which is on the ground right now. That thing is absolutely fantastic. I technology like that ever before. Stop and see Matt and the gang on West Grand River in Okemos. They're making friends. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy fresh frozen custard and your favorite mixes. From the indulgence of Snickers to the richness of Dove chocolate, we handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to Delicious. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.